It's your favorite time of the year, Carolina-Duke rivalry in the ACC. We know it's the biggest game all season. Part one will be in Chapel Hill. We're going to talk about why it's going to be such an important matchup because Coach K, last time in Chapel Hill, Hubert Davis, first time as head coach in this rivalry. What will it mean for him to get a big win out of the gate as part of this new culture and energy? Also, we got to talk a little bit of football because best, worst schedules, as we know, it dropped on Monday, but we got Jersey Drake here. He's going to tell us who has the toughest and easy schedule out. All of that on today's show. Let's get it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I am your host, Candace Cooper, and I have weekly a slate of really great co-hosts. Finally, getting my guys back. We've had a rough start to the week. I've been flying solo, and as you've watched, I love having my friends. It's so much easier to have conversations, right? We are so grateful that you make us your first listen each and every day. If you have not yet, please subscribe to the Locked on Seminoles podcast. You can find them on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Jersey Drake is in the building. Drake, how's it going, my friend? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, and we love you too, Candace. You know, we, we hate to see you out there solo, <laughs> Dola, but we love being on here Monday and Friday, me, Kenton, Tyler, JJ, and AJ. But, I mean, I'm good right now. Uh, my house is a hotel. My mom's okay. family is in town. They're, they're taking a little bit of a trip to New York, and I'm also housebreaking a puppy that's not even mine. So uh, oh. your boy's been baby-proofing, puppy-proofing the entire house. And, uh, yeah, it's been a fun time <laughs> the past few days. You've been living the dream, and I'm sure you're going to have a lot to be up for as this Saturday we know a lot of good basketball is going down. North Carolina, Duke rivalry, best rivalry in sports, a.k.a. The, what most people would call it. It's going to be part one in Chapel Hill on ACC Network at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Oh, sorry, not on ACC Network, on ESPN. We actually got them. College game day will be over there in Chapel Hill, and we'll get to talk about Coach K's last trip out eight miles down the road and what his team will bring to that bad boy. More importantly, Hubert Davis will have the opportunity to be the head coach of this rivalry. Can he deliver first out the gate? We know Carolina has defended home well, but this is Duke. This is the best team in the ACC. How difficult do you see this matchup being? And do you see what's going on currently in this season being a factor at all? It's going to be interesting because North Carolina comes off a very, very tough win in a t- game that probably should not have gone overtime. I mean, I, and I saw you <laughs> and Dalton talking about it in the yeah. uh, in the group chat the other day. So that's going to be interesting to see how they respond for that because we've seen after how UNC has responded all year. I mean, we're going to need to see Armando Baycott take another step forward too. I mean, he hasn't been 100%, it seems like. Over the course of over the course of a few games, sure. And then with Duke, I mean, Duke is the best team in the ACC. It's not even a question. It's really funny how a week ago FSU was up top number one. Now we're number seven. Now it seems like all is right in the world with the conference with Duke being number one and then UNC being number two. They both are coming off a five game win streaks. And folks, um, I know lines aren't out yet, but from my estimations right now, it's going to be about a three point spread. I wouldn't be surprised if Duke is favored. I would also take take Duke up to minus four because I think Duke is just that much better of a team roster wise. And all that's Coach K's last time at Chapel Hill. This isn't him going his last game at Georgia Tech or at FSU or even over at Louisville. This is his last game at UNC. And this is pure unadulterated hate between the two programs. And this is something that Coach K is going to need to kind of like solidify for that. And that kind of might be in the way of Coach Hubert Davis trying to pull an upset. 
Yeah, I think D- Duke, mm, there it is. I think defensively, Duke has been pretty sound and solid. We talked about identities for teams, especially towards January and now into February. And that's something that Duke has really been able to capitalize when they were out against Louisville. They certainly shut them down defensively. And we've seen them, you know, when they played Notre Dame, they shut down the three. So, how the Blue Devils go into Chapel Hill, if they're not a defensively sound team, they're absolutely beatable because we've seen it happen before with the Florida States and the Miamis of the world. And Duke, everyone knows you go into Chapel Hill, you've got to play your best game, especially in this rivalry. And Armando Baycott, Brady Manick will certainly be called on. But R.J. Davis and Caleb Love are going to have to have really important games here. Yeah, and as long as Wendell Moore doesn't take the final shot with a few seconds, like maybe they'll win the game. And also, I want to see like Paolo Benchero just like have like this is this is basically storybook for him to solidify being just number one overall, just like across the board, starting from here till March. I mean, we breakout already, game. Not even not even a breakout game, just something that like even mm. the casual fan doesn't even watch college basketball. Like, oh, who's that kid? Mm. I, I think this will be the spot where he finally, you know, goes he goes nuts. Maybe he goes for 25, maybe 30 points, like something that just against a UNC team that quite honestly, I mean, Duke is with Wendell Moore and AJ Griffin and Mark Williams. That's like a team that's to me that's built to beat up on a UNC team. Yeah, so you know how they talk, or Coach K is always calling on his senior leaders to coach up and like make sure that he tells players who are younger about this moment and just how big it is. Maybe Paolo will you know, respond to the call and he'll really show out. And I think that I agree. Wendell Moore can't have the final shot. I think Paolo is going to have to take over and stay taking over. Trevor Keel's return in the rotation is certainly going to help the Blue Devils. And overall, I feel like it's going to edge out and be in the Blue Devils' favorite. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's why you play the game. I would love, of course, Carolina to win. But I know my team. <laughs> and I think – That's the worst when you, feeling. <laughs> when, you put, when you put it up, you know, mano y mano, I don't know. It's, it's tough because I don't know what Carolina team I'm going to get. I mean, you've been complaining about their sometimes lack of hustle. I mean, we kind of saw that with the Louisville game where they kind of brought that back. Because I kind of want to ask you, like, do you think there's going to be any hangover or lingering effects from that game? Because that was a hard-fought game. Yeah, see, I thought it was going to be a loss because of how well they played at NC State and how much they beat up on them. So I was like, of course, here we go on the road again, not having the energy. And it was better. It wasn't horrible. It was certainly better. But this is different. You're playing at home. You've been known all season to defend home well. Now can you automatically just turn it on? From start to finish, it's not going to be like NC State where they're not going to be in the game. They're not going to make it competitive. It could come down to some final shots. Can you mentally stay dialed in for a whole full two halves? Sorry, you broke up there. What did you say at the end? Sorry, you broke up there. <laughs> no, it's okay. I thought you were frozen. I was going to oh. say it's really Sorry, important that you play well for two halves because I think that – you know, coming out with high energy is great, but can you maintain that energy, and especially and, when you start getting down? Can you not get emotionally like checked out? Yeah, I mean, like, and it's kind of hard though. But like, that's not hard. What I'm trying to say is like, also, like, these are the kind of games that you should just automatically just be zoned in on, right? You but, should. Like, yeah, you should. In theory. In theory, like, you, like UNC players should wake up every single day and just be like, you know what? I, my name is so and so, and I hate Duke basketball. And you wait for that, <laughs> game, you circle that game on your calendar, you square it. I mean, I, we say the same thing for football when it comes to FSU versus Miami. Yeah. Tech for Georgia, like even if Georgia hasn't been that good at football for so long, they still circle that. You wake up with that kind of hatred. But mm. then you're right about that. Where all of Duke's losses to teams that they should honestly beat by ten to fifteen points. It's because they've started out super slow, and then Paulo Banchero just out of is nowhere to be found, like an MIA, a POB on the guy, until like the last five minutes of the game. So this is something that definitely they're going to need to be 
from start to finish, you know, put all gas and no brakes. And that's typically how you're going to beat up the UNC team. Because if they don't do that, I mean, you know how I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Armando Baycott. And I mean, mm-hmm. that if he can take over that game and make them play a little, you know, big boy bully ball, it'd be a fun time. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's going to be good. We also, you know, the fact that there are more games to be played here on Saturday, this would obviously be the top of one. But if you are into any sort of betting, we strongly encourage you to get down with Bet Online. It has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. It can be football. Mm, There it is. NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. And if you are looking to get in on the best rivalry in sports, I strongly encourage you to download the app GetUpside. If you're traveling to Chapel Hill this weekend, make sure that your gas is fully equipped and ready to go, and you can get the GetUpside app for cash back for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. You can go to the App Store or Google Play right now by using promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using GetUpside. Just download the app for free, again, using promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or more. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on cash back on your first tank. We're here with Drizzy Drake, Locked On Seminoles podcast. He joins our Locked On ACC show every single Friday for Freestyle Friday. We get you covered with all of the best games and the best bets going into the weekend. Now, North Carolina and Duke will be a great game, but we still got some teams that are vying for spots in the NCAA tournament as well as just trying to move up the ranks as they prepare to have an ACC tournament showing. Wake Forest and Florida State at noon on ACC Network Extra. Your boys are hurting. One minute we're at the top. Now we're just fighting for a place in the middle. We're trying not to get to that bottom half because we know we're not trying to play the first couple of days of ACC tournament. Jersey Drake, what's going on in Tallahassee? Candace, this is the best NIT team I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I mean, there's a lot going on right now. I mean, we lost Malik Osborne for the year. He's seen his leaders in the locker room. And one of the big things that I've been hearing is that a lot of it's the freshmen aren't acclimating to the college game very well, very fast. And it's causing, you know, frustrations. And usually when you have, in previous years, we had like a Terrence Mann, a Trent Forrest, even mm-hmm. a Scotty Barnes or Patrick Williams and Devin Vassell, like younger players that stepped up and became leaders in the locker room. Now, it seems that us being super young and that sort of end, it's it's harder. And then also we have a lot, we rely a lot on Caleb Mills, he's a transfer. He's only been a year here. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like at this point now, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, folks, if you see one, maybe two of the players that came from this past class transferring out. We've also lost our one of our, we lost two of our starting centers. We lost, I think, Nahima Cloud might be out for the rest of the year or for a few weeks because of a broken hand. So it's just right now, it's just everything is just crashing upon itself right now. And honestly, the fact that we're 13 8 right now with a win against Duke in Miami, I mean, to me, that's two wins against Miami actually shows that Coach Ham is coaching his ass off because this might be his best coaching job right now and might not even make the tournament because of it. 
That's really tough to hear. And of course, playing Alondez Williams and company mm-hmm. with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons is not going to be a slouched program. So they're going to have to bring their A game. Hopefully they can figure it out and get it together. Louisville will play Syracuse Louisville bouncing back from a loss against North Carolina. Syracuse coming off a win against North Carolina State. They'll be at ESPN 2 at 2 p.m. Two teams that are middle of the road, right? Both sitting at 11 and 11, trying to get above 500. How do you feel like this game is going to go? I mean, I just think Syracuse is bad this year. I mean, we mm. talked about it in last week, and then you've talked about it several times with Tyler Hockey, how I think the Bayheim era is ending. Now, Syracuse did beat Wake Forest and NC State team, but NC State team, I think we've discussed, is kind of the team that is unable to close down the stretch. And Buddy Bayham is great, but I think he plays almost 100% of their minutes. That kid's going to eventually just get gassed down and be exhausted after a full <laughs> you know, season. I feel bad for the kid. Like, I know you're yeah. the coach's kid, but you got to pull your son, man. Like, call CPS on Jim Bayheim real quick. But then with, <laughs> with, you know, with Louisville, it's a joke, folks. But with Louisville, I mean, <laughs> They're losers of four straight. Mm-hmm. They lost an OT game against UNC that, quite honestly, that foul, should, that was just a horrible, horrible call by the referee. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that one. But to me, Louisville should be the better team, and this is definitely a game that they should come out, especially after being kind of robbed of their last game, that yeah. Syracuse might be beat up on kind of how Syracuse was beat up on after Duke kind of got hosed. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with the bad call there, but at the end of the day, I'll take a win. Clemson, Georgia Tech at 2 p.m. on ATC Network Extra, the Yellow Jackets currently sitting at 9 and 12, having a you know mediocre season. Clemson, though, at 12 and 9, were able to pick, pick up a win the other night on Wednesday. Feeling good about the Tigers. Feeling good about them beating up on the Yellow Jackets on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech, I mean, with Josh Passner, I mean, he's been he's able to find weird wins against Florida State. Yeah. I mean, he beat up against a Boston College team that surprisingly has more wins than I think any of us could have guessed. And then Clemson, I mean, sneakily, they're not a good team, but they're a team you kind of have to prepare for a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're decent at shooting the ball. I mean, they kind of brought Duke down to the wire. They only lost by two. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, this is definitely a team to be – this will be an interesting game to watch, probably the most interesting game to watch this weekend. And outside from Duke and UNC, it's probably the most entertaining, the best game to watch. No doubt. Notre Dame will travel to uh, North Carolina State in Raleigh. They'll play at 3 p.m. on ACC Network. North Carolina State in desperate need of a win. Notre Dame in desperate need of an ego boost after that tough go against uh, Duke this past week. Yeah, folks, I'm I'm in the camp. I think NC State's going to be um, probably not favored. They're going to be underdogs. I would take them here personally. I think Darren Seaver, I think he's doing everything by himself. I think Traquave and Smith, he's playing extremely well. And I think this will be the final of the game. The two of them kind of are able to click and then against and Notre Dame. I mean, I mean, this could be my Notre Dame bias because how they treat the ACC is like you know they're you up Texas two a.m. But <laughs> with, with NC State, I like that team. I'm a big Darren Sebron guy. I think he'll be able to take over this game, especially at the time of that. No doubt, Miami Virginia at five p.m. on ACC Network. The Hurricanes are trying to stay in the thick of it in terms of the top of the conference. Virginia here figuring out how to push out some wins, beating Boston College this past week. I'm feeling Miami. I don't know. I feel like Virginia is they, they can be fraudulent at times. Oh, I think I think they've been figured out. I think the book has been written on how to beat up a Tony, Tony Bed team, especially because now. I mean, your defense is good, but y'all play so damn slow. Y'all mm-hmm. scoring inefficiencies are for everyone else to see. And, then, I mean, we've all, like, it, folks, it pains me to say how much this Miami team I actually enjoy. I love Karen Mugusty. I think Isaiah Wong is so damn good. And yeah. it hurts me to say that, but this is a fun team to watch. And it's going to be interesting because, like, they, if they had beaten Notre Dame on, uh, on Wednesday, they'd probably mm-hmm. be ranked probably heading into next week. And whenever they're, like, that close to getting ranked, they find someone to lose it out. But Miami, to me... That's going to be a team that will probably be one of the first four in when it comes to March Madness time because they are a pretty good team. 
they're going to make a lot of noise. I think that team is very solid. They have really great veteran presence along with Sam Wardenberg too. So I would take Miami here probably in a landslide. It's going to be closer than that by betonline.net, but take them by five or six. Final game, Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh. They'll play on ACC Network at 7 p.m., the final game of the evening. Pittsburgh is currently sitting at 8 and 14. Virginia Tech, 12 and 10. Virginia Tech, a team that everyone, again, was hyped about during the start of the season, but certainly has taken a dip. And Pittsburgh, you know, figures out some gutsy wins from time, you know, time and time again. But we'll see how it rolls. What are you feeling about this matchup? I mean, as long as Hunter Couture and uh, what's the kid's name, Padula, don't hit like what seventy five percent of the three point shots, Virginia Tech's yeah. gonna win the game. That was just, yeah, no, I think Virginia Tech. I mean, I've said it before, they're more one of the more fraudulent teams. We know Pitt isn't good, but you're right, they're kind of more the scrappier kind of team that we see right now in the ACC. I mean, as long as they can limit Virginia Tech's options on the outside from the perimeter with those two right there, I think they should be able to keep it close. But they're not. They're. they're I don't think they have the firepower to kind of keep up with Virginia Tech because I think they will be able to blow them out. So I would take Virginia Tech in this game as well. No doubt. And quickly here, I'm going to just roll over, make sure, remind you guys about the women's games happening on Sunday. Louisville will take on Syracuse at 12. Miami will take on North Carolina at noon as well. Notre Dame will take on Florida State at 2. Boston College will take on Virginia Tech at 2. Clemson will take on Virginia at 4. And Wake Forest will take on Duke at 6 p.m. So Sunday, if you have some good time in the afternoon, if you're watching the Pro Bowl, and then you decide I want to watch a little bit of women's hoops, we have got you covered. ACC is all is full of great women. Got six teams in the top of the conference or top of the AP rankings right now. So make sure you guys check them out. And it's the new year, so you know you're trying to get right. I get everyone can stop saying Happy New Year now, but I still want you to get those New Year's resolutions resolved. You should try and start with a Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good that you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars. You want it to eat healthy, but it's just going to get boring. I get it. Listen, I'm right there with you. But why not try a Built Bar because it's 100% covered in chocolate, 130 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar and four to five net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has much more calories, sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year and your resolution to all your secret treats at home. Just stash a couple away. Include Built Bar in the mix. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're wrapping up the show here with Drizzy Drake in the building. And of course, it's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On NFL, Locked On Bengals, and Locked On Rams will be in L.A. all week covering the big game. All right, cool. Well, let us, you know, why can't they take us? I'm Ooh, sure. Where are they going to Is there some uh, locked on ACC team that I'm sure there's some players. Ramsey's in Ramsey's like, Aaron on. Donald. I'm just saying that's, that's kind of shy. Yeah, it's you, all good you though. Ross. <laughs> I have to call Zach Blackerby now. You know, we got, we got upgrades. That's true. True, true. true. You're right about that. All right, David, if you're listening, go ahead and uh, fly me out. Uh, flute out. I want to get flute out so I can make sure I uh, uh, make sure that I get registered in terms of making covering all of these great former ACC legends. Now, 
We have uh, some football to talk about here because the ACC football schedule released on Monday and all of your favorite teams have figured out where they're going to be in terms of the start of the season through the end. Who has the easiest? Who has the toughest schedule? I tasked Drizzy Drake with coming up with a few of these answers. And so, of course, if you didn't listen to Tuesday's show, we talked about the opening games, but now the full list. Who's the who has the easiest? Let's start there. Easiest schedule going into the 2022 football season for the ACC. So I went through everybody, and it's kind of mm-hmm. wrong. I think it's funny that you know how the strength of the divisions are because I think the bottom half is almost all coastal teams. To me, in my personal opinion, I think it's UVA. Primarily, I think UVA was tasked with a lot easier of a schedule. I mean, they open up with Richmond, Dub, Illinois, not a good team, ODU, Syracuse, and Duke. Now, their, their hardest quarterbacks they face in the schedule is Malik Cunningham from the, from the Atlantic. They also play up against Tyler Van Dyke. I mean, who's difficult, but are you scared of Jeff Sims? Whoever's playing at UNC at quarterback, Coastal Carolina, who they lost their QB, and then whoever's at Virginia Tech. If you look at the schedule as a whole, they kind of dodge a lot of bulls with Atlanta QBs. Though mainly they they dodge a Fuller Kovic, they dodge a Sam Hartman, they dodge Jordan Travis, which I mean they only get Malik Cunningham to deal with, who quite frankly could be the best QB in the ACC. So to me, in my personal opinion, I think UVA has the easiest schedule. And you think that I think that's probably nice for a new coach, Tony yep. Elliott, coming out the gate, trying to get his feet wet, just seeing dipping your toe into ACC play, but more importantly, dipping your toe into conference play because we know that I mean, excuse me, division play. We know the coastal tends to be a little more up for grabs than the Atlantic has been the past couple of years. So maybe he'll feel a little more comfortable to start the season. However, I will say if you're trying to make your case for being, you know, new coach and coming in hot. Having an easier schedule is not exactly the best thing. No, nah, you don't want that. But also, he also gets Brent Armstrong back, right? And that's yeah. someone that, like, we'll see how much of his Brent Armstrong, how much of his Bronco Menhall scheming. But I do trust Tony Elliott to actually have a high flying, fun offense to watch. And I think this is going to be a schedule that you're right. I think they made this specifically for Tony Elliott. Like, hey, can ease you way, ease your way in, in year one because Virginia has been probably one of the ACC standouts and like been there since like probably day one. I mean, I almost yeah. had y'all. I almost had y'all. Actually, almost is the, is the easiest. Do do, so. <laughs> Don't disrespect us like that. All right, who has the toughest schedule? I hate to say it, it's Clemson. Clemson's schedule kind of sucks. Um, and it's mainly probably part of its rivalry games because I, they play South Carolina last. My, my connection, but I'll try it again. Who has the t- toughest schedule? Am I still here? Uh, you're breaking up. Hold on a second. Did you lose me? Show, and that's all right. No, Maybe I got we'll you. Try again. You got, got me? You. Okay, now cool. I got now I got you. There it is. Toughest schedule going out. And you hate to say this. Are you about to say Miami? No, it's Clemson. Miami's schedule is oh. actually not hard at all, in my personal opinion. Um, Clemson's, because <laughs> Clemson opens up with Georgia Tech. That's a rivalry game. That's going to okay. be tough. But then also you face Wake Forest, Sam Hartman. Then you go Devin Leary. Then you go mm-hmm. Roger Kovic. Then you go Jordan Travis. By week, you play Notre Dame. Jack Cohn's gone, but we don't know who the QB is there. Then Malik Cunningham then Tyler Van Dyke, and then Spencer Rattler. They go through a harrowing, <laughs> harrowing crop of QBs out there. And that, to me, the Atlantic overall, like, to me, have a Clemson, then Syracuse, and State, then FSU when it comes to horror schedules. Clemson just stands out about, out to me mainly because they're away games. Also, they play Fergicovic away, Wake Forest away, Jordan Travis away, Notre Dame away. And, it's, I mean, the Spencer Rattler game, that's going to be interesting to see, too, because that's going to be at the end of the year, money time, so it's, they play the best QBs probably on the schedule overall. 
Yeah. And I think that it's just for Clemson, especially having the strong quarterbacks, you make your case of why you're nothing changed when it came to your defense. You say that Brett Venables was great, but he was not the reason why Clemson defense was good. Like that's he he can't be the players. Right. And we know that mm-hmm. they've got you're older, you're wiser. And of course, they've hired it or they moved up internally. So nothing should change in theory. Now, will everything be different because Brett Venables isn't there? I personally think so. I feel like he brought a different energy to that side of the ball. But, you know, we also want to see if your quarterback can stand a toe-to-toe against some of these really good quarterbacks we see here in our conference. We talk about this being a quarterback conference, and yet he wasn't in the conversation. So DJ has a lot to prove in year two, in my opinion. No, I could agree with that because DJ was the number one overall recruit, the number five, the, the foster, the heir apparent to a Deshaun Watson, the Trevor Lawrence, and hasn't been nowhere near the billing of that. And then we know that he can't, but we believe he can. We saw the, his first game against Notre Dame. He lit up the ball, lit up, lit up the field. And then you see this, nap, this past year, he is when they asked him to run the ball, he's like he doesn't want to or he's afraid to. And I'm like, my God, you're a six foot five, like 240 <laughs> pounds. You are a literal train. You will bowl over everybody. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. You have a can of an arm. And I know you don't have you know, a Justin Ross anymore or a T Higgins, but you still have decent options on the outside. And you also have Will Shipley, the running back in the backfield to check down to as a perfect safety blanket. You can do this, man. Like we, I want him to be good. I really didn't. I think big Cinco is a great nickname and I always stand for that. So like to me, it's going to be fun to watch him grow, but this schedule, this schedule's hard, man. I feel yeah. bad for Atlantic teams as a whole because the schedule is rough with the QB play right now and there. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Atlantic this year. I think for the first time, we're really going to have a spicy division. And, uh, you know, the likes of NC State want to be really good. The likes of the Clemsons of the world and the Wake Forests don't want to be a fluke. So nobody is going to have a gimme hell. Wake, I mean, Florida State and Boston College are going to be in the mix. And as much as we rag on the Coastal for being up for grabs, I love the fact that Atlantic is up for grabs this season. It's so much fun. It's and like to me, I would honestly put the Atlantic Division as a whole against any other conference in the country right now when it comes to QB play. Because sure. one, it's 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 fun to watch, and like we now we have like legitimate Heisman times. Like I I want I think we're gonna see a big step up from Lee Cunningham. To me, he's the only reason why Scott Satterfield still has a job because he's that damn good at what he does. But then you got Bill, you got Phil Dracovic coming back with his number one weapon. You have Jordan Travis with another year in the, under the Norvell system. You have Sam Hartman who led the second best team in the history of Wake Forest history to come back as well. Like that's to me, it's going to be so damn fun to watch. I just can't wait for football to get here. Cause it's like overall the conference. It's a great time at down here. No doubt. All right, Jersey Drake, I got to get you out of here, but I really appreciate your time as always. Can you remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yes, ma'am. You can follow me at tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co-host at Max Moody 17. You can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous. That's where we congregate, get our, you know, fan engagement, where we get our themes for episodes and, as always, we're fans first, people second, content creators third. As always, go Knowles and take care, everybody. No doubt. Guys, follow at Locked on ACC on Twitter. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you want to get in more on the betting action, you can certainly do that by following the Locked on Bets podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts. Your boy Q Lee Sterling, they hold it down. They get you that bet of the day. You can see, you compare yourself to Jersey Drake and see if you got it right. We'll talk about that all again next week for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake. Until next time.